Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And we have a great show for you tonight, everybody. Just a super, super show. I am so thrilled that uh, I get to hang out with the most incredible people. I was actually talking with someone today about that, you know, and many of you have listened to the Dr. Pat Show forever. Uh, and Transformation Talk Radio now. And, uh, and one of the things that I love is that we have so many Canadian listeners. And somebody asked me how that happened. And so it wasn't until the other day that I was able to figure it out. And what happened was I was uh, doing the interviews from the Northwest Women's Show. And thank you to BBS Radio, our buddies here for broadcasting that. It was outstanding. But one of the things that happened was we had gotten a bunch of instant messages and they had come from all of our Canadian listeners. And one of them was a gentleman by the name of Jay. And Jay had been one of the first, absolutely first listeners. And so it dawned on me how incredible of a support system he has been. And so over the past eight years and continuing now, he has just spread the word all over Canada. So it absolutely makes sense to me. Someone had asked me that question. But now, of course, we know that uh, Jay and the Canadians and the people in the United States and people all over the world are having fun tuning us in and turning us on. And I want to thank you all so much for the kind of support you have shown uh, to us on the Dr. Pat Cho Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. So thank you so much. You know, tonight, you're going to get to hear from, speaking of Canada, you're going to get to hear from somebody that's making a difference globally. You know, somebody that is a host on Transformation Talk Radio, but more importantly, is is a woman that has a message. Uh, she is one of the most extraordinary uh, people I've gotten to meet in a while, and beyond all of that, has an extraordinary journey of discovery, which you're going to hear about. You know, I got to meet Candace McLean not too long ago. And, uh, you know, when I first met her, I got to know quite a bit about her. You know, all, all of the things she is, you know, clinical hypnotherapist, speaker, writer, you know, host of the radio show Everyday Miracles with Candace McLean. But more importantly, you know, this is somebody that knows how to be an entrepreneur and knows how to be a healer. You know, her talent, her talents are integrated into this beautiful harmony of what she presents to the world with one thing in mind. And that is to help all of us change our habits, break through the barricades, and emerge a fearless, trailblazing essence on this planet. She's fun, she's engaging, and more importantly, very, very powerful in the work she does. So tonight, get ready, we're going to hear about healing through lifetimes, past, present, and future, with this incredible radio host, healer, and much more. Candice, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Thank you so much, Pat. 
Wow, what an introduction. I, I mean, I'd love if you could be my publicist. <laughs> you know, you're about the fourth person this week that asked me that question. So whenever <laughs> whenever spirit knocks on the door, right, <laughs> maybe that it's a field I should go in because I maybe love honoring calling. people. I, I just love, I love honoring people. But honestly, it's really easy for me to do. You know, because when I look at you and I look at what you do, and now I've gotten to know you, uh, and you know, I get to listen to your radio show and what you what you say to to others, the voice that you have had emerge here, it's really clear to me that you're on a mission. But I want to start with the conversation of your own personal journey, you know, because I'm always struck by people such as yourself that are doing so much to help other people. And I know there's always a profound transformative story. Let's talk about you for a minute, if you don't mind. <laughs> sure. Um, well, I mean, really, I wanted to get to how, how I got into the past life because that was the biggest transformation for me. Um, you know, years ago, I started awakening to this spiritual self. And I think, you know, we've all kind of gone through that journey, and there was a point where that started for us. And I started going on some spiritual retreats and had some very interesting experiences as a result of that. But once I started learning about the law of attraction and how that works and how, you know, how we create a lot of the things that happen in our lives, I started to notice something. And one of the things I noticed is that it was very easy to create things in certain parts of your life, mm-hmm. but not in others. Okay, so for me, you know, I was very shy, you know, not very confident. And so, you know, friendships and relationships weren't as easy for me that way. Um, But I could see other people, the same kinds of struggle. You know, this person always has financial difficulties or this person always has relationship difficulties, yet they can manifest so well in other parts of their lives. And so I created this list and I thought, you know, I'm going to discover what that is. There's got to be something that can help us turn that around and turn it around in me and turn it around in others. So just I think by even writing it down and having that intention is so powerful in itself, don't you think? Well, you know, I'm learning that. You know, so unlike you, um, many people that, that hear me on the radio, they think that I have uh, spent five years over in Tibet, studied on some mountain, learned from, uh, you know, the world's most transformative people. But honestly, when I think about myself, I'm a girl from the Bronx. So I get to have a show like this with you today and learn so much about what you do, what you have to offer, but you're absolutely right about one thing, and that is I've looked at my life, and there are some things I can't explain from this lifetime. Yeah, so so one day I was actually at the store, and I had to run in really fast to buy a card, and I was on my way to a party. I was really, really late running behind. I ran in there. I picked out a card. I was going to head for the till, and across the store along the back wall, I could see a book that almost just seemed to be calling, like, I have to buy this book. You know, I have to buy this book. I couldn't read the title. It was quite far away. And so I actually started walking towards the book, and I'm saying to myself, I can't believe I'm doing this. (laughs) Like, I don't have time for this. But I went and picked up the book, and it was Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. Oh, wow. 
And this is a book all on past life regression. But I didn't know that at the time because I didn't even have time to read the back cover and what this was about. And so when I finally got home that night, I thought, oh, I bought some book today. <laughs> so I picked it up and I started to read. And I thought it was about past lives. And here's the thing. I did not believe in past lives at all. So I thought right away, oh, you know, obviously intuition was way off leading me towards this book because I'm not even interested in this. But at least I was open-minded enough at that moment to read, to start to read, and I could not put the book down. Oh, wow. So for those people who aren't familiar with the book, I mean, read it. It's amazing. It's by Brian Weiss. He's a psychiatrist, and he was treating people through regression therapy, which we'll talk about in a bit, bringing people back to their childhood to find out the causes for some of the issues they have today. And all of a sudden, spontaneously, this client who he's been treating for six years goes into a past life. And he was a huge skeptic and didn't believe in that either until he saw the strides she was making in her life because of experiencing that. So after I read this book, I thought, oh, my God, this is that thing. This is that thing I wrote down on my list that I said I was going to find. And when I found it, I was going to study it, and wow. I was going to learn it and, and help people with it. So I thought, who can I possibly talk to about this? Who's going to understand this? Well, the interesting part of all this is that about a month before, a friend and I had decided that we would go to um, the, the Hay House I Can Do It conference in Vegas. So we had bought our plane tickets, and we had paid for our hotel room, but we hadn't actually bought the conference tickets. So she called me, and this was after I read the book, and she said, you know, we got to buy the conference tickets. Can you just go on there and pick who we're going to go see? So, of course, I go on the website, and who's one of the first people I see is Brian Weiss. And wow. I thought, isn't that incredible? So here I wrote down this whole list of questions. I thought, I don't care how much of this man's time I take. I have to understand how this works. And so when we got down there, I was really excited about it. But what I didn't anticipate was that he was going to bring the whole audience through a past life regression. (laughs) So, and, And this is what he does at his talks, but I didn't know that. So I thought, you know what? I can be open to this. Okay. You know, I have nowhere else to be right now. Sure. So... He starts bringing us back, and he brings us back to childhood at first. And he said, go to a happy memory from childhood. And I went to a memory of myself as a young girl out at our farmhouse. And, you know, my mom was baking blueberry pies, and my dad was playing cards, right? And that's, when you think about it, it's so simple. But what a happy moment, right? Mm. Oh, my gosh. Then he brought us back to being in the womb. And I didn't experience too much there. And then he brought us to past life. And the idea was go to where you need to go. All of a sudden, I could see these green, very green, green, verdant hills. And I felt like I was in Switzerland, like in the Alps or somewhere like that. And I lived in this little shack with my husband. And the funny thing is, when I looked at my husband, I recognized him from this life. He was my uncle. Oh, my gosh. And... Here we were, and I had just had this little baby, and I was holding this baby, and I was kind of older, so I wasn't, you know, a young mother, but I was holding this baby, and I brought her with me everywhere I went, 
but something was wrong with this baby. So there's a part of me so involved in the story and me being this woman, but at the same time being very aware that I'm sitting in a chair and I can't believe what's happening to me. So here I am, this mother, and this baby's sick, and there's no one around for miles. And I know that she's going to die, and my husband thinks I'm crazy. And I say, no, I know something's wrong with her. Mm. And so I would never put her down. And she died, Mm. as I knew she would. And I mourned that baby. And here I am sitting at this conference crying, bawling my eyes out because it's so real for me losing this child. And then he brought us forward to a time when when we were dying. So um, my deathbed, and here I am in this same old house, much older. And I've obviously had two other kids because they were standing by my bed with my husband. And I realized I couldn't talk. I was so weak. But I realized in that moment that I had never given these children love because my whole life was spent mourning that one child. So it was so profound. It was just an incredible experience, and I came out of that so amazed, just in shock, like nothing I've ever experienced before. And when I came home, and by the way, I never got to ask Brian Weiss my questions because I was so (laughs) shaken up by that point. (laughs) The questions went out the window. But I came home, and when my husband asked me to tell him about, you know, what happened at this conference, I I couldn't even get through the whole story. I was bawling. I had a towel because um, I was bawling so hard. And he says, what are we going to do? How are we going to help you? And I said, I don't know. Who who could I possibly talk to about this? And I'm from this small town in, in Canada <laughs> and, you know, not in a major city. So who am I going to possibly talk to about this? I said, you know what? I want to give this a week. I need to give this a week. And and if in a week I feel this way still, I'm going to have to go somewhere. I'm going to have to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. So within a couple of days, I try not thinking about it, but, you know, automatically our subconscious mind starts making connections. When you open something up, things start happening, even when we're not consciously aware of it. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere one day, I started making connections, this idea about regret in that life, regret about not loving those children. I had a regret already in this life. I was, I was actually worried I was going to regret my life, that I wasn't going to do enough, that I wasn't going to love enough, that I wasn't going to experience enough, always this idea, I don't want to regret my life. So I made this connection. And from there, all of a sudden one day, my breathing changed. And this happened just in the course of a couple days. My breathing changed to the point, it felt like my whole air passageway widened up. I had all the air in the world to breathe. To the point my throat got irritated from the amount of air that was coming in. And I thought, it's never been this easy to breathe before. It's never been this easy to breathe, even though I never thought it was hard to breathe before that. But all of a sudden, all this air. And I had just a feeling of peace in my chest. And Mm -hmm. that was such a profound feeling for me. So I had been carrying that that horrible weight 
through lifetimes. Oh, my gosh. Me into this life. What was the impact of that, Candace? Let's talk about this from a, you know, from an everyday level because, you know, you, you are the one that has really put the stamp on everyday miracles. I mean, this is a miracle in itself. Um, but it, l- let me ask you on a personal level, you know, how would you describe that discovery? I mean, what is it about what you discovered that changed um, the legacy, uh, so-called legacy of who you are? You know, your soul's journey, so to speak. Absolutely. I mean, in part, I think I always sabotage myself. I was always very smart. I picked up things quickly. When I wanted something, I tended to be good at it. And Mm. then when I was just at that last step before really making it, I would sabotage myself. So I had, I actually had a very good acting career lined up at one time. And I got picked up by an agent who immediately put me at the top of her list, along with, you know, some bigger names. And usually she works people through the levels. I had basically no experience. She saw me at my acting school, brought me to the top, and... I totally sabotaged myself. Mm-hmm. I moved, then I didn't have her as an agent anymore, and I left that whole thing behind me. And so I can see that pattern in my life where I had doubt or whatever. And so once that happened, the whole past life regression thing, all of a sudden it was like my story changed. All of a sudden I went to hypnotherapy school and I completed it. And I started a practice, a successful practice. All of a sudden, I was getting speaking engagements, even at the hospital. And, 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 you know, Canada's a little different in in a lot of ways, not quite as open in terms of the medical community to things like that. But, you know, it's getting better, certainly getting better. And whereas before, I never could have gotten up and spoke in front of anyone. And then, you know, the radio show. And, I mean, who would have thought that I could be doing that? So all of a sudden, I I left that whole self-sabotage behind me, and, you know, in a way, my soul started to sing. And so this is what I wanted to do with other people, is help them to do the same and get past those blocks, those issues, wherever they came from. Maybe they weren't from a past life. Maybe they were from this life. Wherever it is, help them with that so they can be free to actually go after their dreams. This is so inspiring to listen to you because, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of things today, but that story actually sets the platform for talking about, you know, let's, it's fast forwarding almost and talking about the experiences that are going on on the planet. And, and I want to ask you, I mean, we are going through some changes as a society, as a people. Everything from tsunamis to earthquakes to personal earthquakes, right? Um, to finances, you name it. There are things that are being shaken up. But at the same time, I was told the other day by somebody, you know, the, the, the issue is we hear about the things that are shaken up. But he said to me, you know, you're not really hearing about some of the amazing discoveries that are happening. And I said, you're right. So I want to ask you from your perspective and from a past life perspective, is there such a thing as a collective past life? Does that make sense at all? It does. And, and that's, that's the thing. Past lives can be viewed in many different ways. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so when you experience something like a past life regression, are you actually seeing a past life memory? Well, sometimes, in fact, you are. But it's also possible that you could be connecting into somebody else's past life. Because we're all connected, right? You know, we know about right. quantum physics. We know we're connected. We all have the conscious mind, which is our ego. We have the the subconscious mind, which is all these, you know, the the currents that kind of move us, the the past, the the feelings and emotions that are there. And then there's the super consciousness, which is our link with our higher self and with each other and with God or universe or however you want to term that. Um, so absolutely, we're connected, and we can actually go into other people's lives as well. So let me ask you a question, because I'm always fascinated by this. There's so many things I want to talk with you about. Uh, you and I somehow connected in this lifetime. And, you know, along the way, we connect with a lot of people, right? Let me just say, we connect with bosses. We connect with loved ones, right, relationships. We think, oh, my gosh, how the heck did I get in that relationship? And then once it ends, how? why did it end? So there are so many different connections we make in this lifetime. Do Are, are we to learn from every one of them? Is that what's going on here? And how can we be awake enough for this to happen? Well, it's it's like we're we're building something together, and so mm. every gain that one person makes really affects us all. And so it's kind of like the more people who become awakened, the more people awakened from sleepwalking, right? The more people we can bring into this. It, it doesn't have to be past life regression. It doesn't have to be hypnosis, but just to become aware, whether you're doing meditation or, or whether you're just helping people or just being in the moment as much as you can and trying to make a difference in your life and those around you, it affects every single one of us. So we're affecting, I mean, I know we're on other parts of the world ourselves right now. We're many miles apart. But what I'm saying is affecting you and what you're saying is affecting me. And what we're saying collectively is affecting listeners and it's actually affecting people who aren't even listening to this at all. Mm. You know, this is really a beautiful conversation. I want to ask you this question because it seems like, Candace, um, and I don't know if it's my personal projection, but maybe um, you can help, Uh I get more calls about, uh, and I've listened to all the other shows, right, that people call into, um, definitely in my circle of shows I listen to. Uh, the question that comes up most often is, you know, I don't know if I have a purpose. Or if I have a purpose, I don't know why I just can't enact it. You know, what is getting in my way? I mean, has this been a place I've been before? Now, I'm going to ask you that question because when I look back at my own life and the places I've been really stuck, and remember, I created this thing called crust busting. So that came from personal experience. But are people right now that are are listening to the show, you, you know, they're in such pain and feel so stuck. They don't feel, what's going on? I believe it's fear. Mm. And fear is a learned behavior. And and we all have fear and there's some there's a healthy amount of fear to have obviously because we don't want to be, you know, running out in traffic and things, but 
fear, when we're born, we're really only born with two fears, and that's the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. So as babies, those are the two fears that we have. Everything else is learned. Everything else is learned. So it becomes about learning to remove that fear or at least the amount of fear that we Mm. have because fear blocks our clarity. Now, we can really get in line with our purpose when fear is in the way. And so that that is the importance of actually going back, whether it's to childhood, whether it's to a past life, and finding out where that comes from so we can remove it once and for all. And when you don't have that fear there, there's no filter in the way. Suddenly, you can make real change in your life. And and to be honest, we all have, I think, multiple purposes. But overall, it's to benefit benefit the higher good, all of us, what we're building together. And I think our main purpose as individuals and as a community and as a universe, for that matter, is to love. Because love is really the only thing that is real. Well, I want to tell you a little bit about love because, you know, when I mentioned earlier in the show, I mentioned this incredible guy. His name was Jay. He was from Canada. Right. He is on the line. Is he Jay, really? Jay is called into the show. Jay, are you there? I'm here, Dr. Pat. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to hear from So did you hear me talking about you earlier? <laughs> yes, I'm very grateful for your comments <laughs> to our fellow Canadians. <laughs> well, you're, you're speaking with, you know, Candice is my very special guest today. So you you two fellow Canadians uh, probably have a lot to talk about. I, I'm sure you have a question for her. Um, how can we help you tonight? First of all, we, we, for sure not, we're not doing the A's on, on this show, so A, A, A. So That's right. I, I've, I've got to hold myself back. <laughs> yeah. Um, i got a great question for you, actually. Um, um, why do some past lives are predominant in, in our, in, like, for example, now uh, in our lifetime, and sometimes in other lifetimes when that soul passes on, another, uh, how would you say, past life will be prevalent? But because we have many, many past lives. So, see, what I don't understand is, like, how come it's important sometimes in this lifetime and then it's maybe a past life from maybe 200 years ago is, is prevalent in the next lifetime? And, and that's a great question. And it has a lot to do with the journey that we chose when we came to this Earth School this time around. Um, you know, there, there was a plan for us that we created for ourselves. We decided what we wanted to work on this time and the challenges that we might have to overcome. Now, not everything is perfectly laid out in how it was going to happen because, of course, there's free will. But for the journey that we have in this particular lifetime, the journey we chose for ourselves, the things we have to overcome, that's, that's why certain lifetimes will be more prevalent because... There's that connection where we had to overcome or try to overcome that before, and maybe we didn't do it. And, you know, it's kind of like if you ever saw the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, and, you know, yes. he has to keep living the same day over and over and over again. And, and that's what we end up doing. Until we learn that lesson, <laughs> we're going to keep living it over and over again. So based on what our lesson is for a particular like, particular lifetime those are the past lifetimes that we're likely to connect to mm. hmm. 
Very interesting. And uh, my second question is that um, if we have so many past lives and had so many experiences in, in past lives, maybe hundreds of past lives, um, why is it that we have to take courses and stuff like that in order to wake us up and find out what our, our wisdom is from our heart, you know, or, or something like that? Because I just wondered, uh, we must have been, been, you know, we must have been everything in our past lives, and then we how have. do we wake that up to, to gain that wisdom and knowledge now? Yeah, so you know what I love about this question? Uh, this is a really great question, Jay, because I want my past life experience, I want my past life to be smarter than I am. You, you know, I, I love this question, Candace. It's kind of like, wow, you, you know, how wise is enough? Right? And why is right. it, like Jay is saying, you know, how many wake up calls, I asked myself this question about a year ago, how many wake up calls do I need to get to get it? <laughs> and, you know, a, a large part of this, too, is, is cultural, and, and it is a great question. You know, in Eastern cultures, they're much more in tune with that higher self of theirs. So they learn differently. But here, you know, in, in the Western world, if you will, we're kind of hypnotized, um, for lack of a better word, to be busy and to take on all of these things that we've cluttered our minds. So part of it is is cultural as well. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of hypnobirthing, actually, with clients, helping them to have a pain-free birth. And, you know, whereas in Asian cultures, it's, it isn't a painful experience for them to give birth. So here we learn differently. So we're having to kind of undo or unhypnotize all the beliefs that we have, maybe all the busyness or, or, or whatever it is, and learn to quiet our minds. And so some of us may need to take courses. Some of us may keep getting the same lesson over and over again, and once we keep attracting the proper teachers to ourselves, eventually we'll hopefully overcome it. But I think there is a part of it that is cultural. And... Again, we chose our journey when we came here, and we did embrace the challenges that we would have. So each of our journeys will be different in terms of how we reach that awakened state, and we're always on a path to awakening. Nobody will ever fully be there, you know, on this earth in this lifetime. There will be several who are close, but I think if... However that knowledge comes to us through a teacher, through a class, through a stranger, it, it doesn't matter. But, again, it helps all of us because of our connection with each other. Well, I heard the Dalai Lama speak once, and, you know, and I, I think I, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said here, Candace, but the, the crux of it was that, it, you know, this, he's in this lifetime uh, and learning uh, in this lifetime. And some of the lessons of it. And as a matter of fact, I know what that was. I mean, he was talking about uh, the leadership and how women have been called to be leaders right now uh, and, and take a strong role. But it was interesting to hear the Dalai Lama say, you know, that, you, that he's on a learning and an awakening journey. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying, Jay? Absolutely. And, you know, we're never given more than we can handle. And we have to trust in that. Even though when we're going through a hard time, we are never given more than we can handle. And, you know, this is a completely 
unconditionally loving universe consciousness um, whose job it is to help us become enlightened and and become more connected with each other. Mm. Hey, Jay, are you still there? I'm still here. I want to ask you a question uh, because, you know, I, I mentioned before that you were one of the first listeners to ever listen to the show, which was then Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life. In the years that you have been and that I have known you and the listeners know you, I mean, we were all going to get Jay T-shirts at the Northwest Women's Show. Uh, what, do you, what do you say is the most significant thing you've learned in this lifetime? Oh, hey, I can go back to 2003 and uh, when I first started my journey. Uh, with a meditation class, and which led up to me uh, with forgiveness of my dad. That's the thing that really started it. Mm. That's that's the, basically that that I, my fundamental fundamental teachings and wisdom come from forgiving my dad face to face and eye to eye. Very powerful. Yes. Very powerful. That's beautiful. And and what did that do for your dad? Uh, well, we actually have a really great relationship now, and uh, it's uh, even if I haven't talked to him for a couple months, we can get on the phone and talk about things without getting angry at each other, and uh, brought peace to the family and brought peace to everyone else in the family. And that's uh, and I always say that you know one person can make a ripple in everybody else's life, and it always starts with us, not not helping other people. We got to work on ourselves first. Absolutely, and. And, you know, a, a lot of times when I do regress people back to the past, it, it's often to childhood, and it's because as children, and a lot of the issues we have are with our family members because they're the people who are around us. And it's not like, you know, our family members go out there and say, you know, we're just going to make Canada's life horrible. or You know, they're, they're not <laughs> set out to do, do that, but they're doing the best they can with what they have. And as a child, we take in... All the information that we're given, whatever is told to us, we believe it to be truth because we don't know to question it. If we were always told this particular statement or these kinds of things, then we tend to believe that. And so then as we age and we get older, you know, that stays with us. That inner child is always there. And so it was. it's beautiful, Jay, that you could go back and, and go to your dad and, and face your dad and and do that and forgive him because so many people can't do that. Mm. And I just wonder if that's just part of any of the reason why that we keep coming back to this earth to, that we maybe haven't done the forgiveness stuff or do we need to do the forgiveness stuff to advance our soul to another level and get in, you know, and basically move to a different soul group too. Mm. And we do. We need to forgive others even though, even if they won't accept it. You know, we're, we're doing it for ourselves. It, we need to be able to release ourselves from that. And, I love it. And, I mean, on top of that, the people we need to forgive the most are usually ourselves. Oh, that's a tough one, isn't it? I, and, that's you know, I, I wanted to ask you along those lines because, you know, Jay did talk about forgiveness, but I wanted to ask you the question about, you know, how our past lives and what we discover, how do we get to that place, a Candace? For those of you just tuning in, Candace McLean's joining us here today. Fabulous show, which she'll tell you about in a minute. But, I, I mean, 
it's the hardest thing I think for a lot of people to do is to look at ourselves and truly forgive ourselves. I mean, we've heard so much about you've got to love yourself, you've got to love yourself. And, boy, I've heard so much of that in my life that I'm not even sure that I'll get to learn that lesson. What can you say to us about how to do that, and how does your work reach people to help them do that? If you're doing it on your own, I mean, you need to be able to find that time and space that's quiet, that's just yours. Maybe meditation is the way for you. For someone else, it might be journaling, which is a form of meditation as well, and writing out your thoughts and your feelings. So that's one way, and writing is nice, too, because it's actually an action. Writing is considered taking an action, which is important to get past anything. It can't just be a mental exercise. Now, in terms of hypnosis and hypnotherapy, what I do with people is get them into a very relaxed place. And, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about hypnosis. People think, oh, my God, I don't have control. You know, I'm asleep. This other person could do anything. And it's not like that. What, what actually happens is you become more powerful because now you're letting go of all the thoughts that you have running in your mind of what you need to do today and tomorrow and the next day and for work and the kids and everything else. Let go of that and put all your focus on this one issue and forgiving yourself or whatever it is. And when we go back and do a regression, we go to what is called the ISE. It's the initial sensitizing event. So what that means is, you know, as a hypnotherapist, I'm not going to take you through every horrible thing that's ever happened your whole life because that doesn't need to happen or everything that's happened horrible in all your life. We just need to go to the very first time this became an issue for you, whatever you're not forgiving yourself for. And we go back to that event and look at it. Now, if it was in this lifetime, if it was as a child, looking at looking at it from a place of an adult now with all the learning and knowledge and experience that you've had, being able to look at that same situation, situation not as a child but as an adult, and to feel some sense of connection with that young child. Mm-hmm. Because how can you not forgive a beautiful little child? Oh, that's so, beautiful. That's a large part of it, is, is just mm-hmm. being able to connect with that inner child. So if someone wanted to do something at home and do some journaling, they could write a letter. In fact, I've done this with clients. I ask them to write a letter to that little girl or that little boy inside of them and you know, tell them how you feel about everything. And when you can make that relationship work, the things that happen are just astounding for that person. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Thanks so much, Jay. Hey, Jay, where are you located? I'm in uh, Edmonton, Alberta. Where are, you, where are you located, Candace? I'm in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Hey, and I yeah, some people there, too. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, <I> do. <laughs> well, it was great to connect with a fellow Canadian and... Um, Wonderful for you. I think I want to get a J shirt too. Those are coming I'm out. I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, uh, J, someday I hope you do uh, decide to have your own radio show. You would be fabulous. Well, thank you so much. You bet. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Jay. You're welcome. 
Uh, you know, this, Candace, this is why I was interviewed the other day and somebody asked me why I do what I do, you know, why I decided to take the path, uh, why I didn't go in a completely other direction and make a lot of money in that other direction. And, you know, that's what I want to ask you about a little bit. Um, you know, it seems like our soul gets tugged on. You know, tug is my word. I don't even know if that's really true. But, but I think you know what I mean. It's like... Some people get taps on the shoulder. Other people get, oh, a light feather, and they pay attention. That has never been me. You know, I've, I've always had to have the two-by-four or something to happen, <laughs> and then there I go. But can you, can you help us all learn a little bit how to pay attention to what's happening? Because I know you have incredible methods you work with a lot of people, but right now people are so hungry. Everything is so fast. They want to be able to see the information. Yeah, and, and you know, there's, there's a lot of different things um, involved in doing that. I mean, for one, looking at your life and, and how can you simplify it. And, I mean, this is something i got to do all the time. How can I possibly simplify? Because you need that room and that space. Um, otherwise, you're just inundated all the time. And so the more time and space you have, especially, again, journaling is a great thing because it, it causes to sort of awaken that part of you that, that notices. So a lot of the spiritual messages that we receive are very subtle, are very subtle, and you need to be able to catch them. So to build that kind of perception, again, spending time alone Spending time in nature. Um, nature is a wonderful way to connect just with the beauty of the world and, and notice those subtle things. I mean, I love it out here where I live. I, I live out in the country, and the animals are incredible because the deer in the summer are so red, you know, just a beautiful rusty red color. And then in the winter, you know, they've got these thick kind of gray coats, and they look like completely different animals. And so just starting to get in touch with nature, notice the little subtleties that are all around you. And if, if you've read of some, you know, some of Gary Zukov's books, he talks about that a lot as well, being in nature. So, and, and journaling, and, and journaling your thoughts and the subtleties you're noticing, even journaling your dreams, because your dreams are connected to a lot of things as well. In fact, it's quite interesting how dreams work because usually in the first third of the night, if you have a dream in that first third of your night, it's usually a dream about the future. Or sorry, the first part is about wishful thinking kind of dreaming. So it's something that you would like to happen is what I mean about the future. In the second part of that night, those dreams are actually signs of things that may be coming. And in the very third part of your sleep, those dreams are about venting out the things that are inside of you. So it could be venting out things from your day that your mind has collected but no longer needs, but it's also venting out things from your past. So you've been developing yourself. So you've been going on courses and retreats or you've been having great conversations or you've been journaling and as you work on yourself things start to move their way out of you through that dream process so journaling your dreams is also a great idea 
Well, this is really, um, you know, all part of the journey and the way we move along. Uh, what is the greatest lesson you've learned in this lifetime, Candace? Really, I would have to say that only love is real, and that's that's the thing I cling to. It's the only thing that is real. Everything else is a facade. I mean, you know, you look you look at a chair, and 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 you know, you, you see a chair. Well, it's just a chair, but no, it's molecules, and it's actually just can it's made up of space. So everything is about our perception, and so only love is real, and that's what we have to get back to, loving ourselves, appreciating others, appreciating this world, appreciating people even though they have those negative sides that we don't like so much, but finding some good in everything and everyone around us. You know, this is... um you know, I, I just so love chatting with you. You and I don't do this very often. It's kind of no, cool, isn't don't. it? <laughs> and I'm used to being on the other side. <laughs> what is it you've learned from doing your radio show? Because I want to talk about this in, in, a little bit, and I want to tell people about it. Um, you know, first of all, you have a, a, a very fascinating title for your show, and, and I want to ask you about that. You, you know, so your show is Everyday Miracles. Um, with Candace McLean, right? Mm-hmm. So is. you must believe that we can experience miracles every day. And I wanted to ask you, what would you say to the people listening, uh, first of all, on how to recognize those miracles? And secondly, what have you discovered since you've decided to take your message out on the radio? Well, Miracles are all around us, and we experience a miracle every day. I mean, a gorgeous sunrise is a miracle. I mean, when you really sit there and look at it, or when I talk about the deer and, you know, see a family of deer, that is a miracle. So if we can start to even recognize those kinds of miracles, then all the other miracles come alive for us too. So I see miracles working all the time, all around us. I think we are touched by miracles every day. We're just not aware of it. We are sent helpers every day. We are sent angels and don't even know it. Um, it could be something that someone says to us in a moment. Haven't you ever had that where somebody, maybe you don't even know them, they make some statement to you and it just changes your life? I mean, miracles are all around us. So if you start to look for them, they're there. It doesn't always have to be a huge spiritual big event or something major that's going on. It can be just a subtle thing. It can be noticing the beauty of nature. So getting in tune with those miracles and just the miracles of, of us and, and who we are and, I mean, the incredible minds we have. I mean, think about Think about how the human race is built and what we're capable of doing. And it's extraordinary when you think about it. It's actually, it's incredible. It's incredible, isn't it? And Mm -hmm. everybody, every single one of us is a miracle. But just not, most of us don't know it yet, don't realize it yet. And so I like to help people to uncover that miracle that is them. And Everyday Miracles, you know, the, the radio show is great because I, I love having people on there who have a story. 
And, you know, you'll remember when I had John DiMartini on. I mean, what an incredible story this man has. He left home. I think he was 14 years old. He dropped out of school. He hitchhiked across the country. He lived in a tent there for a while. He almost died. And then yet to become the success that he is today and going out in the world and helping people and especially helping children, too, um, that is an inspirational story. So not all the people who are successful in this world were you know, brought up with a silver spoon in their mouth. A lot of people went through horrible hardships to get to where they are today. So Everyday Miracles is also about sharing stories, people sharing stories of what's happened in their lives to inspire someone else. And, and I love being a part of that. Uh, you know, this is really incredible because you're right about John Demartini. And, and also, we look at our own lives. I mean, you know, I think about, I'm, I'm just starting to talk about, you know, my journey, my story as I, as I write my book. But I, I've learned to talk about it differently. I wanted to ask you this question. You know, sometimes we have horrific things happen to us. Um, and when I was younger, I used to talk differently about losing my mother at seven and being homeless at 17 and so forth, so on, than I do today. What is it that helps us gain insight to some of these tragedies in our lives and helps us create new stories that not only serve us better, but serve the world better? You know, out of every tragedy, there is a miracle. There really is, and it, it never seems like there's one when you're in the thick of it. But after you have some time and some perspective, you can see things that have happened, how your life has moved in a whole new direction because of that tragedy. Now, when I was, I mean, I've, I've experienced tragedy. When I was about 20 years old, my boyfriend, who I was deeply in love with and, and was going to marry, he was murdered. And this turned my whole world upside down. And it was, it was very hard. There was, like, long court cases about it. And it was a very, very difficult time, especially being so young. And, you know, but if that hadn't happened, I certainly wouldn't be doing this radio show because that was probably the first event that caused me to begin a spiritual journey at all. Because I didn't believe in God. I didn't really know what God was. My family, we weren't religious. Nobody talked about God. They didn't say anything bad about God or that he didn't exist. Just, you know, just didn't talk about it. So when my boyfriend died, it's all of a sudden, well, what happened to him? I had a need to understand that from a deep place. What happened to him? And I started reading books and more books and more books and talking with people and having experiences. And, you know, as a result, I am where I am today. And if I hadn't experienced that and had that loss and hadn't questioned what happens when people die, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. Mm. So it's, well, that's it's incredible. really incredible. And, mm -hmm. you know, other things too. I mean, I know you've talked about how, you you had a, a corporate position. I yes. did as well. I um, I had a very lucrative job. I I worked for a huge or for a firm in Chicago that I headed up, and 
I mean, it was a lot of money. It was a lot of wonderful things. And But one day I just couldn't take it anymore because, you know, there was no integrity. It was just like a, a shark-eats-shark kind of world, and I just didn't want to be part of that anymore. So I had to let go of that part of myself. And, and my identity was very rolled up in that image and in that job. So for me to let go of it was very hard. So, again, if that hadn't happened and I hadn't been willing to let go of everything and possibly lose my house and lose everything I had worked for, I wouldn't be where I am today. So now I'm someone who's willing to take chances and willing to live a life that has more integrity in it. Mm. So I, I, would, I, love, I, would I, love tell, I would tell the listeners, look at... Look at the most tragic experiences of your life and write down at least 10 things that came out of each one because, believe me, there are at least 10 things that came out of those experiences. It's, Candace, it is so awesome. Now, I want to let everybody know, uh, first of all, how they can find out more about you. So let's talk about the website. Uh, let's give out your website. And then I want to, I want you to share with people, you know, how the many ways that you actually work with people. So let's start with your website. Okay, the website is, you can go to www.everydaymiraclesshow.com. And on there you can find out all about the Everyday Miracles radio show, but you can also connect with me. And I work with people, you know, people have this idea that, you know, we, we have to work, you know, in the same room. You have to come to my office to work with me. And that's not the case because I actually work with people around the world. And um, Skype is a marvelous thing. <laughs> um, telephone is a wonderful thing. And I, I work with a lot of different people this way, and it's very effective. So especially if you have headphones or something like that, the, the nice thing about it is you can schedule a hypnotherapy appointment with me while you're at home, in the comfort of your own home. So you're not going in traffic and <laughs> trying to get to the office and, and whatnot. Or you can do it from your office. Um, that's nice as well during a lunch break or something like that. So the lovely communications systems we have today make something like hypnotherapy accessible anywhere. I love this because this is, you know, you mentioned Skype. I mean, we're doing the show on Skype. I actually, exactly. you know, I know I broadcasted from the floor of, you know, the largest uh, women's show in the Pacific Northwest, you know, 20, 25,000 women. And we had a very weak um, wireless line. So what we're able to do these days is, again, in line with how fast things are being speeded up and how fast they're connected. So I, I want to thank you so much for for joining me here today. And, and I wanted to ask you one last question, and that is, Candace, Candace McLean, everybody, wow, what is your personal message for our listeners? What would you like to leave them with today? I, I'd love to leave them with a message to look for the miracles in their life. Look for the miracles in themselves. Find the love that is there because that's the greatest miracle of all. And it's <clears throat> it's it's what helps move us forward in life. It helps, you know, for us to have that clarity. All the things we talked about today, 
where we want to get to. It's all accessible through love. So believe in yourself. Find the miracles in your life and in your world and even the miracles out of the tragedies in your life. And when you do that, your life will look completely different. You will push through those barricades like we talked about and you'll finally be living the existence you were meant to and you will be on the path to your purpose. I love it. Candace McLean, everybody. Candace, I can't thank you enough for doing what you do uh, and being all you can be. And thank you so much for being my very special guest today. Thank you so much, Pat. It's been a wonderful pleasure. All right, everyone. I want to make sure that you know that uh, please go visit Candace. If you've missed any part of this uh, conversation at all. Um, the archive will be up in a couple of days. You can find it at the drpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com. Uh, and again, you know, we want to make sure that you tune in to Candace's show. Uh, and that's very easy to do. Uh, so as a matter of fact, you have a show tomorrow. Uh, on the, I do. the tw- Tell everybody who your guest is going to be. Her name is Adele McDowell, and she's written a book called The Balancing Act. So if you have a life that is very busy, full of stress, you're, you're trying to manage it all, then this is the lady you want to hear. Um, very gifted woman, very funny, wonderful personality, and she has a lot to share with us on the show tomorrow. That is Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific time. All right, and that's on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Thank you, Candice. And I want to thank everybody out there. Jay, a big shout-out to you. We're all going to get Jay T-shirts. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. And, you know, for all of you out there, um, I'm doing now about 10 hours of live radio a week along with all of the other fabulous people I hang out with. And just go to the DrPatShow.com or DrPatLive.com. And find out more. We've got lots of information. We've got some really cool things planned for you, uh, including a brand new mega website that will have everything on it that's transformative, known as the transformationnetwork.com. So thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on, and remember, as Candace said, you really are an everyday miracle. Have a good one. We'll see you next time on the show. Final breath.